The subject for this evening's talk is actionless action. During the days of this retreat and the previous retreat, we have spoken from time to time of two ways of seeing life. One is what has been referred to as via the conventional mind, very much time and goal orientated, the separateness of past, present and future, the deeply rooted idea of becoming this and that, the continuing reality of self, of ego, of me and mine, and an involvement and grasping onto life which gives the appearance of uniqueness to each thing, each event, each experience, each thought, and so forth. And in these days that we've been experiencing together, we have been stopping to look at this preoccupation with time, becoming, desire, self, and the whole structure of it. And we see that in our identification with this, and involvement in that particular way, that part of that involvement includes our way of doing things, what we do in life. <clears throat> and when we begin to look at ourselves, we see that what we do seems to be very much conditioned by time. And thus we might say that in this conventional <coughs> mode of living and doing, our actions are actually born out of action. Meaning, there have been events in our past which have been regarded with sufficient reality and influence that there has been a process in the past of different actions bearing different results. And those results are not something stagnant but have a, an activity to them and you and I find ourselves acting out of those old actions. 
and thus our actions in the present are frequently born right out of the old actions and this gives a perpetuation to the idea of the reality of time and going from this, namely the past, to this which is the present and this present action becomes the seed and the beginnings of the new action which brings its own result. That result bearing in the future, being a dynamic process, becomes the seed for fresh action and this is how we proceed. And thus we see we, act, we live our life as though we are going from action to action to action to action. And the varying results of what we experience through these actions shape the image and the idea of who we believe, who we imagine we are. We know ourselves by what we have done, what we are doing and what we plan to do. So that when we look at ourselves, we look at ourselves as a field of varying actions. All of this is contained, let us say, in the process of time becoming change, going from this to that with the idea, I am the doer. We live this way, we believe this way, we think this way, we act this way, and therefore we regard it, this is the truth, this is the ultimate truth of things. And we've been stopping to question, to look at that, to, to allow ourselves perhaps a little, to experience a little doubt about the authenticity of such an interpretation of existence. Sometimes this action, coming out of the present, we, our awareness is deep enough to pick up on its past origin. This may show itself, and as a number of you have referred to during these days that we are together, you see a situation which is around you. Your concerned mind, my concerned mind, doesn't appreciate it, doesn't like it. It may be social or political or personal or whatever. And as a result of this, we act out of a place within us. And the awareness picks up on the fact that where we're acting from is actually rooted in our past accumulations. We're coming from the old. We're coming out of old action. And a very common illustration of action, born of action, is, let us say, a person 
engaged in the politics of protest. Just as one simple example, one sees the tyranny, the, the cruelty, the, the political injustices of all the regimes from left to right. And it touches a place inside of one which is concerned but angry. And this anger is such that it brings a certain kind of action. And then one stops, looks inwardly and sees, well, this anger is actually, was already there inside of me. It's the fruits of old actions, old ways of relating, and now I'm coming, my present action is coming out of the old, out of the anger, having its roots in the past. And then another person, with a different kind of inner accumulation, his or her action still comes out of the old action, and it can be in the form of doing good. You are touched by some of the circumstances of life which are around you, and you feel you have to do something. And there's a kind of pressure there, an obligation. And one's inner awareness stops and looks and feels this pressure and obligation of having to do. And in its gross form, being a do-gooder. Another having to do, whether or not the actual action in the present is skillful or not, one feels obliged morally, religiously, socially, or whatever, to do good. But still, we are caught. We are caught and tied into this process, into this wheel of cyclic activity, and we haven't penetrated it. And so action comes from action, and we don't have a sense of actionless action, which, as it were, comes from a different place altogether. Then we begin to stop and we, 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 we look and we're still and we're meditatively attentive. And we say, well, action, action for others, action for creatures, action for the environment, action for life is, in a way, is an expression of a, of a, of a civilized human being, a, a, a humane person who's inner and outer, is towards an integration. And then one, one looks with care at the outer, with regard to people, creatures, and environment, or whatever expression it may take, and in that action comes forth. This action which comes forth, also brings its own results. And then one, as a concerned person, one asks, well, what can I do? First, to facilitate, to allow 
action to take place which expresses my humanity. Nothing more but one's own humanity. And one then begins to see that an essential feature of this is renunciation. How can you and I be free to serve, free to give, free to act, free to respond, if we are engaged in actions which are in conflict with it, which is taking from, getting, having, possessing, accumulating. How can the heart flow out if the primary action is to make sure that things flow in to have and to possess? And so one looks and one says, well, this is a, a, will be a conflict, a contradiction in myself. And therefore a human being, a humane and concerned person, out of awareness, out of, out of respect and love for life, is going to stop and stop again and see, well, in which way am I taking in? Not from a place of the past, of feeling guilty, bad, wrong, I shouldn't, it's selfish, it's greedy, it's com compulsive. Every one of those thoughts is rooted in the past, every last one of them. But from a meditative awareness and observation, how can I let go, renounce, give up? Practice a way of life in simple and in small but decisive ways of learning to do without. It doesn't need austerity and, ex and extremism. It's a kind of day-to-day -day care. Day-to-day -day care in which there is the appreciation in life of living lightly. And when one is living lightly, one can live freshly. When we live freshly, action can come. Fresh action. So then we say, well, if we wish to be in life and really be in life, then I must explore what it means to participate in life. For this I travel lightly, so I find ways to let go of what's essential to let go of, even when that gives me the most pleasure, even when it gives great pleasure in life. And for service, for giving, for generosity, for kindness, and for all that we love. Any person who feels for that is constantly letting go and giving up of things that one would like to do, places that one like to visit, interests that one would like to explore, etc., etc. Constantly, not in the past, but constantly in the present, having to renounce and give up in order to keep this openness flowing. But that's still in one's heart, 
And, and all the inquiry to see what is born out of the past still may not indicate and reveal actionless action. Action which comes born of non-action. Doing which, is, which has no history to it. No past to it in terms of meaning. No reference to yesterday from it. One sees inside, it's got nothing to do with the old. It's not coming from that conditioned place. But it's not enough for you and I just to let go with regard to bringing in, bringing in, holding on to, holding on to. All of that imprisons us. It's an imprisonment. The more we have, the stronger the imprisonment. But also renunciation or letting go or giving up also includes the whole personal history. The lot. Unconditional letting go. And one says, well, how, how is it possible to do that? We can't, as it were, do without the past. But when we're speaking in that, we're speaking of the accumulations out of which we act. And we do without it by seeing the truth of its influence. <coughs> to be aware of how clearly unsatisfactory it is when action is born out of action, is born out of the old. Because so frequently when action is born out of the old, it bears very little real relationship to the immediacy and the necessity of what's happening in the present because it's coming out of the old and the old can never contribute to the present. How can the dead contribute to life? Then we look and we look at the present and this relationship to the present and we see that these, oh, these spiritual values of letting go and simplicity of living and renunciation and giving up and freeing from the accumulations and compulsions. All in, in a way to contribute directly to our freedom to act from an empty place. Then sometimes when we look at the world and in our ex experience of you as a human being, me as a human being in the world, 
We also, we also look at it from this relative, very relative way. We either say to ourselves, when we're completely embroiled and caught up in these accumulations, we, say, we, we are saying to ourselves, this world which I am living in is either because I want to get something out of it for me, that is a conditioned way born of the past, or this world is in order that I put something into it so that I really leave my mark. Either taking out of it, or putting into it, or both. And frequently we have a mixture of this kind of relationship with the world. All this bound to the past, the present and the future, the conception of time and doing something. I wonder for us how much reality there is in this. Do we have to live like that? Think like that, believe like that, act like that. <coughs> so then again we, we stop. And when we, the ordinary mind comes up, it says, it's as though I am a, a part, a small part of this world. The world is separate from me. Being a small part, the world's got a lot to offer. I've got so much inside, I've got a little to give, and that's big, I am small, and I have my part to play. And I can give a lot, I can give a little, and we think like that in the course of time. Supposing the seeing is different and the seeing is stating you are the world. Not part of it, not outside of it, not a little piece of it, you are the world. that the world and you are no way possible to have any separation. What kind of action will come out of that awareness and seeing? The old the compelling to do good, to make an impression, starts off with the premise of this separation. The old coming from anger, I can't tolerate this any longer, I must change it, comes out of an idea of separation, of difference, of distance, of otherness. But if that seeing isn't there, you are the world, how can this past, this old, this conditioned stuff have any relevance? 
So then we question and we look at this. Time-bound thinking, action born of action. We question the whole interpretation. Is it then that one ceases to have the capacity to act? Is it then that one, one relationship, if there is such a thing, relationship to life is such that it's that one that there is nothing to do? But perhaps when we stop and we look and we look at this world which is around us and we experience it all without the discrimination from a pure awareness perhaps the action will come out of that it will come out of the being it will come out of the fullness of everything. Can you see, can you understand what I'm, it's difficult, I know. Understand what's, what I'm saying. In the old, in the, in the past, when we come, action comes from the accumulations of the old, it comes out of a bit. And that bit, that compact, interprets the whole. This is like this, and out of the past comes the action with a little bit of awareness, shall we say. We see that renunciation, letting go, is essentially of the old. It's no longer the inappropriate reference point. Therefore, here we are. This is the world. You are the world. Human and environment, this is the world. We are it. And how can the old and the part deal with the full? It cannot. And therefore, in that primary renunciation of that as no longer being a reference point, then action comes out of fullness. comes fully out of fullness. And what is this fullness? Present everywhere. So then we, we are looking, we, we're bringing a fullness of awareness, fullness of attention, fullness of observation, fullness of participation. And that fullness, not having any past to it, doesn't have an action. 
I know it's difficult. It doesn't actually have an action. See, look, look what we've been looking at, and just, just try to see again. In the ordinary, everyday, conventional mind, action is very important. Action is one event in relationship with regard to something else. The actions have become very important. So p time becomes important. Past actions, present actions, future actions. All of these actions, in this way of interpreting, keep bringing results. We've, we're letting go of the past. We're not considering it as our, as our reference point. We're not considering it at the reference point. Where is the bush which says past, present, future? If that is that apparent reality is really looked at, if that bush isn't believed in, isn't regarded as the truth of things, is seen into, if that push is seen into, then it means the whole idea of action is questioned. If the whole idea of action is questioned, so is result. And if action and result are questioned, so is the whole process of time becoming, going from here to there, and the whole mythology which surrounds it. Human mythology. dream, a phantom, a, a mirage, a supposition, an idea, a belief system, call it what you like. Then there is only fullness. And fullness reveals fullness. Completion reveals completion. Emptiness reveals emptiness. And the idea of going from here to there, action to result, past to future, has no reality to it anymore. The dream's over. Just fullness. No birth, no death, no coming, no going, no here, no there, no this, no that. No sight, no sound, no smell. No thought, no belief. Just fullness. And in that fullness, the apparent doing and not doing, nothing can be added to it, nothing can be subtracted from it. And that fullness keeps revealing itself. 
And when fullness keeps revealing itself, seeing life and seeing human beings who believe that fullness isn't, who believe that by doing something, fullness or completion will come. That one's heart just sees it's a myth, knows it's a myth. And that's one's heart expresses an actionless action. to, whatever, communicate the action has no relationship <coughs> to fullness. No bearing on fullness. No bearing on completion. Because the actions are always partial, bound in time. And thus, in fullness, love flowers. Not for any purpose, not for any major motivation, not to achieve, not to become successful. It just flowers in the way that a young plant which is watered just flowers. Not for any reason, but it just flowers. <coughs> May all beings be in touch with life. May all beings see through the conventional ideas. May all beings live with love.